from their secret lair on the back lot of an abandoned theme park in the heart of the New York of the South. They spring into action whenever an unwanted opinion is needed. This is Two Dudes on a Backlot. Now, here's your hosts, R.L. Sutton and Harvey. We are Two Dudes on a Backlot. My man, R.L. Sutton. That's me. I'm Harvey. We got something to say, but nobody asked. We're going to talk about one of the greatest miniseries TV shows that happened in the early 80s. Pretty groundbreaking for its time. Um, I would say very influential for a lot of stuff that came after it. Was remade sometime in the late 90s, early 2000s. Can't remember exactly when, but it was uh, rebooted. The second version wasn't as successful as the first. We're going to talk about V. Back in the early 80s, it was a miniseries. In the 80s, we had shows that wasn't necessarily a full show that would keep happening season after season or every year it was kind of like a television event that they usually would put for what they would call sweeps when they were about to um get the ratings in so they would release these shows that it was think of it as a long form tv movie it would it would be like maybe a week's worth of episodes so maybe five episodes and it would start on a monday and end on that friday or sometimes it would end on the following monday and it would be called a mini series and that's what v was it started out as like a tv movie and it was so popular and so many people wanted more of it because it was very well written it had a phenomenal story and the technology doesn't hold up but at the time it was pretty cool for us you know gen xers it uh then got turned into a TV series. And like many things, a lot of times the movie is better than the TV show because the TV show kind of just got slowly watered down or it got a little silly or they the, the, they would change writers and it just, what started at the beginning, it ended, you know, very weak. RL, break down the miniseries V for us. Yeah, actually did quite a great a great job on that one. It was a two-parter. It was released in 1983. It was yes, it was it was created and written by Kenneth Johnson. For people who are unfamiliar with him, he is the creator of the Bonnet Woman TV series. He adapted the Incredible Hulk into the television series and was a writer on Six Million Dollar Man. He was inspired by Sinclair Lewis's novel it can it can't happen here written in 1935 he had turned it into a screenplay called storm warning in 1982 he pitched it and the idea was essentially it was about fascism and how it could rise in america the brandon tartikoff of nbc said rejected it saying it was too cerebral and he wanted to get on that market of star wars that was Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back had just come out and he was wanting to sign into that to make the the aliens the aliens science fic make them aliens as opposed to just another country or a big shift in the US um, government system and so Kenneth Johnson wrote the script in a week after being greenlit and directed the, the, the first two shows the reason it changed so dramatically is when he went back, him and the production team had a dif- dif- disagreement. 
Warner Brothers, who was producing the series, kept wanting to cut the budget. And Kenneth Johnson said, I'm out of here. After the first initial miniseries, you had be the final battle. His words, Kenneth Johnson's words were, he saw 30 seconds of it, and that was enough for him, and he checked out of it. And going forward, after the final battle, Warner Brothers kept cutting the the budget, and that's why it became in the series of the week, because that's what Warner Brothers wanted, and the fans, unfortunately, were kind of cheated on some of the greater ideas of Mr. Johnson, who made the series very grounded. The premise is simply that the aliens show up to be our friends. They got water. They want they they're going to give us technology for some chemicals and that those chemicals are going to help them revitalize their planet. They end up getting bedded in every part of the world because everybody wants their technology. Everybody wants to do it. And they made the villains. They picked the people who are holding back the world and said the scientific community is cheating you on all these breakthroughs that they had a cure for cancer they had a cure for this they had a cure for that what they're doing though the aliens for those who may not have seen it is they're stealing our water and they're kidnapping people to make them into soldiers to fight their wars and we were also a food source because they're reptiles with human skin over them yeah that was the key thing is to us they appeared in a very you know they look like us they look like humans and they were like real good looking that was the thing too the 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 actors and actresses that they chose to be the aliens even the most basic of soldiers were like heartthrobs and gorgeous women so these aliens kind of did their their homework within the story because they appeared as almost like i could imagine what the conquistadors looked like to the indians when they first got to to to, to the new world they, they, they look like gods to them so they picked like very gorgeous looking people and ultimately they were like lizard people with like human type masks that you could peel and you know they, they were here to just take over you know take enslave us eat us literally and when I always tease RL about the aliens coming over that's I always use this TV series as a reference you know, and I'm like, hey, man, they're going to bend you over and you're going to be their their sex slave. And, they're, you know, they're going to, you know, when when RL's always talking about, but, you know, Harvey, I want to meet aliens. I'm like, no, man, that's a horrible idea. It's going to be like V. I, I'm always referencing this particular uh, TV series. Now, a lot of people don't know that was Freddy Krueger's first big acting role, wasn't it? Wasn't this Robert uh, England's first role? He was actually a friendly alien that ended up helping the humans resistance fighting towards uh, the V you know as the visitors that's what V kind of stands yes, for yes he was is that um, correct yes he was on the show i actually think it it may have been kind of almost at the same time both were out there or one came before the like he shot nightmare on elm street and it came after or almost around the same time because this is 83 i'm not off the top of my head sure when the yeah i think this came first yeah, that's why when when you know he became Freddy Krueger, it was kind of like a shock. You're like, wow, you know, because in in the TV shows, like he was like the friendly, vegetative, yeah, vegetable eating alien, <laughs> you know. But yes, he was. Um, a unique thing about the visitors are that one of their sets that you see it on the Mike Donovan, who is the broadcast reporters camera you see him on the engineering set and you see these big refineries was that saying it was it's a beer refiner was also used for um the 2011 star trek reboot 
when you see their engineering section. But they had anti-gravity drive, they came through, but the standout character was Jane Badler, who's Diana. She wasn't even the commander of the forces, but her... I always thought she was. Not at first. The other guy's the commander. A major thing that they got away from also in the miniseries was they were using sunglasses. Yeah. They had their voice modulated, and what they did is... In the spinoff series, they kind of got away from that to for cost. Every time they shot one of those laser effects, it was a million dollars at the time for those to, to for the guns to fire. Wow. Yeah, you brought up a good point because that was a key part of their the sunglasses was to hide. It was their quick way of hiding their eyes because they're a reptile, so they had like neon green eyes and to cover that up like you would now they would have to wear contact lenses so for them it was easier just to throw on these sunglasses and you look at the sunglasses now they look very 80s but at the time those sunglasses we hadn't seen anything like that before sunglasses weren't made that way so um at the time they looked so cool and different and they in that style of sunglass became popular now you look at them you're like yeah that's that's some sun, uh, some sunglasses from the 80s but you know they were brand new for its time and i didn't know that you know he the book was it, it was like you said a tale of fascism and that explains a lot that explains like a lot of the posters that they use in the tv show that ver look very nazi-ish and even the way they would march and carry themselves was very you know nazi-ish that's that's actually a, a very brilliant tie-in to fascism that we know of if so. you look at if you look at the visitor center symbol it's basically half of the swastika except for one side is replaced with two dots another thing is this is the first movie to have a viral campaign they put out billboards and they did all these other things and then they went back and spray painted the v's across them to give to build the hype i had a teacher in elementary school tell me you've got to watch this because it's it's going to show what it would be really like if aliens arrived and that's one of the things that the reboot that was in the 2000s missed out on is it skipped over the initial impact of how people react with these 15 mile spaceships come gliding in over every major city in the world yeah, that's an excellent point. Those spaceships, that was kind of like one of the first times we saw, like you said, these massive spaceships. They were like literally like cities in the sky and they were hovering over all of the major cities in the world, like Sao Paulo, Brazil and Moscow, Mo Moscow and Russia and New York City and Los Angeles. And yeah, it, it was like they were over all of like the major cities in the world. Um, RL, what do you know about the reboot version? I don't know much about that version at all outside of that's the first time we saw Morena Baccarin or Bacar I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but gorgeous actress. She was like in the first Deadpool, phenomenal actress. What do you know about the, the reboot version of V? You, you brought up an excellent point. Like that was one of the things they kind of missed out on. What were they trying to do? Were they trying to make it more um, graphic or... They were just... Because we had better technology or what were they trying to do, go with? Go they with were trying to reimagine the um, actress you're, re you're referring to also appeared in a series called Firefly. She, it was just trying to reimagine it. They were trying a little bit of budget cut 
um, saving here and there. It ends on a big cliffhanger. They were trying to make it the more reptilian-like. Um, the beautiful Jane Badler actually plays Diane, is what she's called, not Diana's mother for an a, a episode and then is killed by her. They didn't explain it because they also were, when they were, like, she had this big tail that just kind of vanished and that they were more reptilian. I do need to correct you. When they, they had contact lenses, but under the contact lenses, they had, like, these bloodshot diamond-shaped eyes of the original series. And that they, so they wore, like, multiple layers. But it was implied, again, Mr. Johnson's brilliant writing that, back when they didn't have to break down everything. The planet that the visitors came from was quite as close to the sun, so in turn they didn't get as much light, so in turn they were light sensitive. That's why they were wearing the sunglasses. But yes, they also used those. They also, Ooh. yes, back when writing wasn't, not everything was spelled out for you, they also used them to cover their eyes. Sometimes they didn't have the contacts in. They, they had a skin over them, over yeah. their bodies to hide it, so it was complete deception. Miss Jane Badler, who played Diana, she kills the initial leader. But if you've never seen the series, watch it. This is a woman who her character was a scientist and she would experiment on humans. And she's she led to crossbreeding with humans, um, other of her race with them. So she was just so evil that her own people were terrified of her because of how wicked she was and because she was also really close to the emperor who that we never see though mr johnson did write a follow-up novel to v that takes place 20 years later i've read it um it's not bad it i'll tell you about it in a little bit here but what he what she did is her presence was so scary though her her race were equal in power to her they were terrified of her she's the kind of character that even Darth Vader would have to go, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to kill you now because I don't trust you. And I believe the words femme fatale, you're just like, you can understand why everyone's like, oh, she's just so beautiful. I can't believe this little woman's going to do these evil things. And then she tortures him to death. You're talking about in the original show or the... Um... In the original show. Okay. Why did this... Tell set... us more about what exactly happened, That what happened in the second one. Because we have so much to to chew from with the original show, and what what exactly, like I said, where the second one? What happened basically? Why didn't you go nowhere? Um, because one, they didn't explore. They they give you this big scene where a bunch of people show up in a church, and then they do a time jump like several months later, and that the visitors are all established, and everybody's just hunky dory with them. They've already got the power, and so you don't see them grow into their thing that you find out that the visitors have been coming here for years and it was a big buildup in that some of the alien ships that we've been seeing has been their probes coming to Earth or their people coming to Earth. There's there's no slow buildup that the original series had. They just get to the point right away. And there's this group called the Fifth Column that is against what their leader is doing. And he's just under handed and you find out that Diana the the actress who played the original Diana was the original leader and now Diane wants power so she imprisoned her mom we don't that's never explained because the series is canceled right away um why she imprisoned her mom do you think part of it is it was two different eras and like you said they went about pulling people in and making it feel like this is what it like what Walking Dead did this is what it would feel like 
if we got attacked by zombies. This is what it would feel like if we got almost... We weren't taken over by these aliens. It was almost like they... They seduced us. They, 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 they fooled us. I, if they would have kept that same premise, it would have worked. Do you think between 1983 to when the second one happened, people are just a lot more vapid? And we've seen so many, so many other shows and movies related to aliens and and stuff like that had happened that people just didn't give it a chance, or like you said, they just they didn't know how to establish. I think they they didn't realize what worked for Ms. Kenneth Johnson's script. They they didn't. It's that whole slow build up. It's the showing all these little details that how would we interact? How would it, seeing all these different people? They just thought they were doing an action piece, and you know we got you know we got this IP that people know about. And we got this beautiful actress to portray it. Let's just get to you know let's not put the work in. Let's just get right to the. They're here, and the, the intrigue, and part of the intrigue of the original series was the journey, the day one journey. They skipped over the 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 buildup of the story, the breakdown of it, the the why are these pieces here, and then they also just did you know the conspiracy theory card right away. They just started throwing it on the table, but you didn't see that. And I think that what worked for the original series is day one day two you follow what i'm saying no i totally follow what you're saying so in typical modern impatientness like you said they went straight to the or maybe it, it almost sounds like the beginning of what we have now like the the the, the writers were such in a hurry and kind of arrogant and well we could write about your story instead of following the formula of the first one and like you said you could change it and 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 have these little other side stories happening but they kind of still needed to follow that first formula so so they started off on the wrong foot to begin with and and what your thoughts are as a writer so and why it worked is it took a real world approach it you you feel like and i it, they never said this i've never heard mr kenneth johnson mention this but essentially he kind of glossed over the technology and said okay well we have fusion and we got these gravity drives and half their ships were initially supposed to be taken up by this technology that you find out later. No, that wasn't the truth that half the ships, a large portion of the ships was the technology the drives, but a lot of it was also their areas for storing water and their areas of storing biology and stuff. But he showed the, he jumped into the novel and he showed the seduction. He showed, Hey, I'm going to do this. But he also gave the visitors an enemy, and they went after the people that that they knew they could blame everything on, and that they knew that everyone would be like, "Oh, well, it is the evil scientists. They are hiding this from us. They are hiding that from us." And they had they like a look, and then all of a sudden, here's the answers. So they they seduce people by giving them some people by giving them power, some people by just slowly working into society and building that trust so that they could portray it they also you know the pandora's box here's all this technology we'll give you and all you have to do is these little things another thing is they took over the media they got trusted commentators that people believed and trusted to do their dirty work to come in there and to be their spokespeople and the more 
they also created false what we call false flags which wasn't i don't know if that was a term used where something terrible happened to the visitor's space and it was the evil scientist so just like in nazi germany the reichstag was burnt down by them but it was they framed somebody else they did the same thing throughout v and the and in the middle of this though as all this is going on and the their their master plans being held you have the character diana who is just sashaying her way tearing up the sets basically and taking slower she's slow you're seeing her gain control more and more control more and more influence it's hinted that she has a relationship with the emperor who you later find out has a relationship with everyone but we don't know if that's we'll say canon because that wasn't written by the original show creator and later on you you just see her getting herself in a position where now she has control of everything all of this going on and mind you it's just a two two-part series with four hour i think it's just episodes like two to four two to three hours but it's just low build-up you're talking the hero is mark mark donovan and he is the guy who's in there at first What's your thoughts on? Him? Well, what what exactly happened? The the actor's name is Mark Singer, who I think earlier he was the Beastmaster. If you ever saw, it's like a Conan the Barbarian esque fantasy barbarian movie from the early eighties. He was like a cameraman, wasn't he? He was like a cameraman, right? What you see is he is in down in South America. There's some uprising going on. He's recording freedom fighters. A lot of symbol symbolism going there because you see, he is recording their their leader shooting at a helicopter of the the repressing organization the government or what we we don't really know we'll have an answer for what it is that that they're fighting against and as this is going on he starts running from these people because now they're trying to kill him and his partner all of a sudden they're just like they get kind of they go down this canyon and they're kind of stuck and then the helicopter or the bad guys are over them and then the helicopter just bounces it just leaves you're like what and you look up and you see a visitor mothership gliding in just amazingly cut to he's brought back to the states he is one of their number one cameramen and his ex-girlfriend is his girlfriend ex or no his his ex-wife i believe she is because they're restrained they're a they're restrained they're not together because they have a kid um she is the reporter the the network's going to send there so they get their best cameraman him and they get the reporter and they're the they get to go join the news team to go to the ship and so while he's on the ship he's he himself is taken with diana because his um, wife goes you had more close-ups of her than of me and so he he becomes a friend he makes friends with them and that's how he ends up in the mix at what what happens at one point he figures out oh wait a minute these are lizard people that want to eat us and take us over when does he up with like the rest of the other heroes like michael ironside who later went on to be like a tough guy in so many different movies and tv shows and then later uh, robert england as as the as the friendly human loving alien when does that slowly when is like you said uh when does he become a freedom fighter himself so initially what happens is he um I don't remember why, but he ends up go. Memory doesn't serve me why. Um, Michael Ironside, by the for the record, one of my favorite actors of the eighties. I've based so many characters on his badassery of V. He wasn't in the first movie. He came into the uh, final battle. His character, it, 
basically he gets up on the ship and he decides to start poking around with his camera and trying to get that scoop of hey what else did they got to hide so i think it was kind of done just for him to get some information and that's when he comes across them the aliens and he comes across diana and we see her her jaw drop out and she just eats a whole guinea pig whole and that's when he learns the truth about them he's that freaks him out and so he goes along and he finds another alien and he's looking through the air ducts because air ducts are always the size of humans on every interstellar spaceship so he's poking around in the air ducts making his way as i said and he gets to this one cabin he's looking in and he sees this person take off their glasses and he's recording it because he's already been horrified by diana eating the eating the um guinea pig try now he knows something's not something's really happening here he the person pulls out their contacts lenses and you see their true eyes and that being sees him up in the air duct spits venom in his face and grabs him and yanks his ass basically out of the wall and the two fight and during the fight he grabs the alien's face clawing at him and rips his false skin off and ends up ends up and every kid in the world in the 80s couldn't sleep afterwards and reveals the full face of the visitor i remember that yeah they have a little throwdown at one point he makes a friend with this other alien who's part of the fifth column which is simply in this version of v the original version is a resistance group within the visitor they're 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 just a group of people who are like look what we're doing is wrong he's also the one who get who gets him into the back showing him like look there's more going on and that's where he finds out that they're taking food and he gets a whole lowdown you get a little bit of exposition like we're here and he goes well why are you here and he goes well first we're we're here for your water we're still pulling your water and donovan's like okay and um the leader has enemies and he needs army and he goes donald's like okay and um he kind of you know the the delivery of the two actors are are brilliant if you ever get a chance of to watch v it's on um youtube right now it's no longer on uh, 2b tv for like two bucks and you can watch the, the first series the first series but the delivery is brilliant and he basically goes and we're here for food and donovan has this look of like what kind of his first thoughts are his it's all sold through his face almost like so you're stealing our cows wait what <laughs> and then he and then he it it clicks like he's like oh shoot we're about to be banquet time <laughs> exactly <laughs> and mind you and this is the real the really sick part again mr johnson leads it to the audience you don't know if they're eating us live or not because you've not seen them eat anything but live food you don't know if all of a sudden you know you because they put them in these like cocoons to take them back to their home world like you know you wake up and you've been in this interstellar sleep and you're kind of tired and suddenly you're like hey it smells like a barbecue you realize suddenly you're the barbecue you know so it's kind of implied that they're however they're doing lunch they're it's not it may not be what you think it is but he gets off there. He, they get him off the ship. You see another woman. He lo- even looks at her and kind of makes a comment. She, he goes, "You don't look like an iguana because she's just this beautiful woman." Their their skin yeah, suits so that the visitors like, are wearing, yeah, from they look like you head know. to toe completely covered. And the the episode the episode ends with basically he 
gets off the ship. He flies one of their ships. He he finds his cameraman who's been tortured at some point. So a lot happens. They cover a lot of ground in these shows. But that's when he meets up with the Resistance fighters after he's able to get back. And they know that he knows something. So Julie, Julie is the head of the Resistance fighters. And uh, she's a female scientist. That She's like a lab assistant. She's actually not even a full... Um, full leader like she's she's not a full doctor and again once again where the show's done really well is they're like well who made her in charge and she just kind of she's got the kind of personality she just kind of comes in and she's got the right idea so everyone just kind of looks for her to be strong in character development she has a panic moment where she's like i don't i can't do this in her this woman that was a maid in her office who's now part of the resistance tells her but you can you're stronger than you think something like along those lines and because when you when you have a moment to really make it hurt it does that made we later see get killed by the visitors so and it's not and it's done in such a way that she kind of like almost sac sacrifices herself for the other people but she encourages julie to be a leader that 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 mentor figure that's in there that's really important to well-written stories of this type and helps her who's not a fully realized leader become a leader all right let's talk about what now would be kind of weird and uh one of the aliens impregnates like she was she an underage girl i can't remember she was very young herself the girl that ends up getting impregnated impregnated and, and giving birth to like the half alien half human baby robin's hurt the character's name she was in high school was she on oh, she was in high school okay was so what but that's the thing was she underage was she below 18 i think she was right she, i mean granted she got seduced that was one of diana's like little experiments it was done on purpose but um, that's why I say now that would kind of be a little like, oh. but she gives birth to a, a female, a female humanoid um, baby. And the cool payoff is when she gives birth to the baby, you see they're holding the baby up and it looks like a baby. It was just born with the afterbirth all over it. And then it sticks out its tongue and it's like a lizard like tongue coming out of a human baby's mouth. It was, was kind of cool. And then after that baby's born, the episode ends with the, the twin coming out and the twin, you hear this heavy breathing and all this uh, kind of noise coming out, and then and then the other one, the other the the first baby Yoda, if you will. Oh, that's right. That's the he's got a mouthful of teeth and just right. horrifies even the doctors, and ends with on his he has human eyes. Um, another setup done in the script though, and I I don't know if this is second after the final battle or not. You know, I'm pretty sure it's the first one is you have Diana indicate that she does something to the guy who impregnates a woman, like some radiation treatments or something, so he can mate with the human, because he's kind of disgusted by the idea, and she's like, no, you're going to do this for me. And he's like, well, if you insist. And she so she's like, you know, if you want to be with me, you got to do this little experiment over here so I can see what this is about. So something's done to him, implied that something's done, a chem... A, he's experimented on before he gets with the young lady but also at the same time that's when the show kind of slowly went downhill that's when it started getting more and more absurd was after the this half alien baby birth kind of start breaking down because th what happened with the show did we get like a change of writers was was 
<laughs> was there like a writer's strike and then they came back? And I mean, what happened? Because then the sh the quality of the show just went slow. It 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 it, it kind of went fast. It was like Vroom. what happens is Kenneth Johnson gets called up and he's again the show creator, the show writer, and they tell him, "Look, we're going." He all he wanted to do was a if you will, movie of the season every couple years. So he keep production up. Warner Brothers wanted a series. And they wanted to make, because they made more money in the series. NBC wanted a hit, and this gave them the hit. They came in punching. And so, of course, NBC was with it. You get to the next season, and they start changing the budget, and he sees where he, they are. It's not even a writer's strike. The show creator, the guy who wrote the the, the two-hour pilot miniseries, left the show. He wouldn't even let them put his name on it. They made him. He made them use a pen name of his because he didn't want to be associated with it. He watched oh. thirty seconds of the the final battle and left, and said that's all he needs to see. So basically, the original writer just didn't like the direction that it went. So it yeah. was more and like. So they took his script and they completely rewatched. Rewrote he had it. the TV execs. Yeah, he's like the hell with y'all. They're the reason that the the child had powers. They're the reason that. Where do you think they were going with that? Why did why did they take something that was working so great and then? Again, Warner Brothers, who on the show wanted a TV series, and they wanted, and they started cutting it production costs because they could make. I think it was one of those being counted kind of things, like. Because then, then they brought in like another head alien female to kind of like go against Diana and like the power or, you know, the, the, the prestige that that character had slowly mm -hmm. got like diminished. Yes. Lydia's correct. Was that character's name. She was brought in. She may have been in the original script. We, I've never heard what the original script was. I, all I know is he had a friend call who was watching it and started asking him questions. And he was like, what the hell are you talking about? I never wrote that. So whatever changes they did was bad. Then what happened is they, so they made the final battle. What had, for people who haven't seen it, essentially that they're, they came up with the, of the two alien twins, the reptilian one died, had something in it, some kind of bacteria that they could give to the visitors. So yeah. they spread the bacteria all over the world and the visitors, most of them left except for one ship and Diana was on her ship and she was going to blow it up. And since it had this fusion drive, it was going to devastate the planet. <sighs> the alien girl, I can't remember her name, essentially grabbed the, the controls and pulled all of the nuclear energy out of the reaction and saved everybody. And they landed the ship. Yeah, it was kind of like very lackluster ending. Is like they, they had like this phenomenal TV show and it just slowly just had this like flow death. That, that I remember, that was just kind of disappointing. And they said once they got to t television that they were cutting the, they were cutting each episode's budget in half. So, by if anybody ever suffers through the entire thing, the visitors, visitors start the season with spacecraft and end the season with a chase on Warner Brothers backlot in a jeep. They have a jeep. And it's was the show that expensive for its time or? Well, once again, we just had money. That, that well, it was costing, like, as I said earlier, they had it was a million dollar. It was a million dollars for every laser bolt that they fired to be drawn into the into the production. Kenneth Johnson later went on to write a V 
the next generation book that if you ever have the chance to read it's it's okay um it reads like a screenplay for, for people who are familiar with screenplays it's kind of clunky as a novel he has the aliens and again he has a good idea here he has the aliens um enemies show up they're the they're kind of insect like they're they're humanoids but they're they behave like insects and by the end of this year into the book the visitors have left all the main characters have of course have died off um but the visitors leave and now humans are beholden to this other race that's our friends that are in orbit of, that have taken up places all over our, our world in the fight against the original visitors. So it's it's supposed to be like a continuation. You know what would have been better? Cleaning up the original story. How would you have finished it? How would you as a writer? That is, is, what, it, it is what I feel that the TV series needed, a proper ending. Not this weird messiah-esque female messiah half alien half, ah, see i would nonsense. i i go with the, i like the ending of the original series you can actually you just know that the aliens are here and we're sending the signal out in space looking for help i think that you kind of but at that point it becomes more of a a wise tale a warning if you will of you know not accepting everybody who comes along and says are your friends oh that's great i mean that's great i just feel that they like said it just they they made it so cheap that they did it in a. In a I'm just, I'm mind you I'm only referencing the first the first miniseries. I do think that his idea of picking up where it left off and showing how Earth has been, how is the resistance fighting going on, has people just kind of is Earth oh in the book his book Earth is pretty much devastated. They've taken a good portion of our water away. I don't know. You to to get us get humans on the same level of the visitors seems like that's what you would have to do and i don't know how you can get it there in the convincing way because i think where the show works the best is it comes across as yeah this could happen we could have these beings show up in our world and be ready to and come as friends and but i i don't know i honestly how you get out of unless we did come up with a biological agent that we can use against them but even then they have to jump the shark because they're they have to also come up with a cure that they're giving to some visitors and then conveniently enough the biological agent only works doesn't work in hotter environments so the visitors don't leave those environments i think you have to you have to have you have to figure that one out unless another alien race shows up to fight them off for us and then it's like, hey, we're going to bring you up to our level. But then you have the other side of it is, okay, how would we react with all this advanced technology in now? You know, are we, how are we going to be? Are we going to, the question becomes, okay, they came to us and they attacked other world. And now we have our own visitorship. So we're going to go to repay the, repay them for what they did. I don't know. I'd have to read it. That's the question. Yeah, I'd have to read it right now. It just. I don't know. I'm so unsatisfied with the yeah. original ending. <laughs> Decades later, <laughs> I think, I think the, I think the the series, the way the first episode of the series, the way the original men series ends is perfect because it also does a mirror. You, where Donovan saw a freedom fighter down in South America shooting at a helicopter. You have you have the resistance leader, um, Julie 
with a ray gun she's shooting at Diana's ship as it's flying overhead and it's a suicide mission and everyone's just kind of like you're, you're gonna die and she she's just so I'm going to hurt you somehow and then you know somebody comes in they eject an alien space fighter and they blast Diana's ship and she leaves but I don't I think this is one of those ones where if you just watch this the original miniseries just that's just how it ends like they're here I think you're looking for an ending that I don't think you can you can meet expectations on because how how do you how do you wrap it up as a fan how would you wrap it up what would you like to see happen it just seemed like it, it went out with a whimper like I said the the ending is okay it's the lead up to the ending all of that like I said the whole Messiah child thing was always like off-putting I don't know I'd, I'd have to rewatch it again mind you I'm only referencing the first series that yeah, Kenneth yeah. Johnson did. No, but, but on a positive note, you know, so this we're talking about. I'm talking about the bitter, bitter end. So you're you're talking yeah. about the miniseries. We're I'm, not, you know, you're talking about before that girl was born, basically, correct? Yes, because I feel because like that, you, the miniseries you're referring because you're almost talking about the TV movie. Let's put it that way. I mean. Altogether, it was a whole mini series. But like you said, once they started, they 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 first started. Uh, it, the whole time where, like you said, when they would talk, they sounded out outwardly. They had that modulation in their voice and the sunglasses and all that stuff. All of that is phenomenal, and the ending of that is great. It's when, like you said, they cut all those corners. You know that whole segment. It, in, it ended in a whimper. All of that needs to be redone, is what I'm saying. Yes, the, t- the well, the TV series became worse and worse as it went on. The final battle had so many; it moved it from believability to supernatural or magic. Yeah, whatever. I guess magic and su- supernatural. It for viewers that, like I, as I stated earlier, my elementary school teachers like this is what it would be like for those of us who went in there going this is what it could be like you get to the final battle and you get to the series that follows and it it doesn't it it just jumps the shark to use a phrase it goes into the supernatural it goes anywhere but yeah that's that's where i'm unsatisfied i'm not talking about like you said the the ending of the first part let's put it that way let's call it what that is the first part i'm talking about as a whole that second half was very poor and now i know why because they just it, they went cheap on it they went cheap and they got rid of the original showrunner who wasn't going to compromise his vision and i'm glad I'm, you know i'm glad i'm glad he did but then you know we as the audience suffered so i happened to as i said earlier i read the book by kenneth johnson this that with the visitors where he picks up his story he disregards the final battle in the miniseries you mentioned and said look this is what i did would do if i was in creative control again in the back they have a fan page where you can you can email him and everything so i sent him a very nice letter email asking hey how could i go about getting your autograph mr johnson replied with if you donate to Doctors with Without Borders, I would be happy to da 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 da. 
I did that and he sent me a picture from the set to Robert with best regards, Kenneth Johnson, of him on the set of the visitor landing bay on their mothership. It's a fun story. That is very cool. Easy. That is very cool. Yes. And to have something that to know that this person who I really love the original miniseries, like yourself, I was unsatisfied with what they did afterward. So like in my hand can my head cannon, that didn't happen. I just ignore it. There was no space alien Jesus. And just enjoy it for what it is, and that is a what I felt like was a very real look of how the world could, would be if those events happened. Not that the aliens would come here to eat us or that they would come here to steal our water, but if they just tomorrow morning we woke up and they're they're gliding in over all the major cities, how would the world respond? What how I don't what know. would well, we I, do in that mind-blowing no, I, I don't. Event. I don't. Once again, tell us where we could go about watching the original V. If you want to watch the original V, the one, it is not currently on Tubi TV. It's almost a crime. It is on YouTube for like a couple bucks. If you go to Amazon, I think it's even, it's closer to $5. But you can watch the original miniseries that we've been going on about on either one of those platforms. And it, it, definitely, it is definitely worth the wait. This is Two Dudes on a Backlot. Make sure to subscribe, to follow, tell all your friends, tell them about all the cool, crazy stuff that we talk about. It's not all about aliens and conspiracies. We also talk about comic books, pro wrestling, anything pop culture, Two Dudes in a Backlot. We're the show for you. My man, R.L. Sutton. I'm Harvey. We're out of here. Have a good night, everybody. Now, as our intrepid duo return to their lives as pizza delivery man and dollar theater usher, we must remember the lessons we learned today. Join us again, same backlot time, same backlot channel.